0: I'm an independent podcaster, and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now, on to the show. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. One, two, three, four. Filled with awe fright. See Jurassic Ride. Bathed amber light. See Jurassic Ride. See Jurassic Ride. Ride, ride. See Jurassic Ride. Ride, ride. See Jurassic Ride. Ride, ride. See Jurassic Ride. See Jurassic Ride. See Jurassic, ride. See Jurassic Park. Welcome to See Jurassic Right. I'm your host, Stephen Ray Morris, and today is a new episode of Park Experts, a segment where I chat with my guest about Jurassic Park, dinosaurs, and everything in between in a more casual setting than the Season 1 and the forthcoming Season 2 episodes. So don those khaki shorts, and don't forget your Hawaiian shirt, and let's dive in. This week's guest, host of the hit podcast, Sleep With Me, Drew Ackerman, aka Dearest Scooter, Recorded in front of a live audience at PODX in Nashville this past Jurassic June, Drew shares his Jurassic Park origin story, we talk about the best and worst ways to die in a dinosaur theme park, and he reads some of my childhood fan fiction out loud and on stage. So hold on to your butts and enjoy the show. Yeah, welcome. Uh, I'm C. Ray Morris. I'm the host of C. Jurassic Right?, Um, my guest today is Drew Ackerman, as you know, from Sleep With Me, and, um, I'm really excited to talk to him about Jurassic Park, and then after that, we are going to, I'm just going to announce it now so we can get excited for it, but when I was 10 years old, I wrote Jurassic Park fan fiction, um, and I actually found it a few years ago in the attic at my dad's house. This is the original journal of it, so this is from 1997, so you know how old I am, um, Drew, did you ever write any fan fiction for for anything
1: when you were a kid? I, I mean, I think I like fan fantasy fiction. You know, I don't know if I ever wrote it down, but I, like, it, so I like, it, I played with toys. Like, I guess I still kind of play with toys, but I definitely played with toys like a lot longer than my peers. <laughs> and it's funny listening and thinking about Jurassic Park and, and how movies impact us. Like, because I can remember I was playing with a combination of Fitch, Fisher Price toys. GI Joe toys and uh, maybe Transformers, and okay. I was trying to reenact uh, the James Bond movie A View to a Kill. It's <laughs> a very specific combination <laughs> of things. And uh, that's when I realized people actually make these movies. Like I was like, holy cow! Like so, I think like I was always playing and in, in, like kind of creating my own fan fiction through like uh, like. Play, playing with toys oh, and stuff. Oh,
0: well, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's how the life of a show or a movie lives on, is if they make toys of it. And it's... I feel like I've talked to so many people on the podcast where it's like, they, you know, the movie was the start, but then really it was the adventures you had with your toys that made <laughs> it live on. Um... But, yeah, so this is this fanfiction I wrote there's also um, if you want it there's some math problems that I guess I did when I was in <laughs> in fourth or fifth grade, or whatever this was. So if you want to know what hundred times two is, it's two hundred so but we'll get to this in a bit. I definitely want it because I want to hear your take reading it and stuff like that. but uh, what was the when was the first time you saw Jurassic Park?
1: I, I think the first time I saw it was when it came out like I, I remember it was the hype around it, and I remember reading the book and the build up. And, like, just the idea, I think, with with everybody of, like, seeing dinosaurs on film, well done, uh, and the story. I, I just remember, like, you, you can feel it in my chest, and then I just rewatched it of, like, I can't wait to see this. Like, I can't imagine what it's going to be like. And then, it, I mean, and then the combination of the music and the performances, uh, but it was probably that summer when it came out. I think. Oh, cool.
0: How old are you? If you mind, don't mind me asking. I'm a,
1: old, I'm I'm like uh, 45. So I was like, I, I, I would say I was like 12, but I think I was like 16 or 18 or something when it came out. But I, mature wise, I was probably that age. Did you see it? Like, did you see it with family or friends?
0: Did you? Was it like a Friday night thing, Saturday matinee?
1: I think I probably saw it like two or three times because. Oh, awesome. Like, uh, so I probably saw it. Like, I'm the oldest of six kids. And so my youngest brother, uh, who's like nine years younger than me, was obsessed with Jurassic Park 2. So we kind of shared it. So I probably saw it with him. Then maybe I saw it with my friends. And, and that was probably not as fun because you always have friends that got to like be like, oh, this sucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, like... <laughs> that was me during the village in high
0: school. I was like, I went with a group of like six people. And, and it was like, we all walked out. And everyone was like, yeah, this all sucked, right? And I was like, oh, I guess I'm the only one who liked it. I don't know how I feel about it now, but. Um, wait how many people saw Jurassic Park in theaters as a kid or growing up I guess okay we got a few we got a few um so uh did you like dinosaurs as a kid or was this more of like just wanting to see this this thing that people have been talking about kind of thing
1: yeah like like so I can remember like so I went to a small school and we had like a tiny school library and there was like like we'd have to go there and like we're supposed to check out books and there was only two books I was interested in was like the one dinosaur book they had and the one pirate book they had. Oh wow. And it, I'd look like, be like like just page through those and then we had like we went to a garage sale one time and we got one of those giant coffee table like like natural history museum Ooh. like books with like the huge plates. I didn't even know what plates meant. I guess I don't even still know what. It's like oh plate 45 but it would be these giant you know, drawings of dinosaurs and then like uh, paintings of them. And I can just remember, like, just look, I don't know, I just loved looking at it. Like, I, I, I never, I don't retain knowledge in a good way, so like <laughs> the actual facts of stuff, but just looking at the T Rex or looking at the Tyrant, like the, uh, like Triceratops in yeah, particular; yeah. those were the biggest ones. I think when it was like <laughs> always hoping they would fight each other. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's the yeah. Those are like the the mainstream like cool dinosaurs, and you know, it's actually funny they've never had those two dinosaurs fight in the Jurassic Park movies. But yeah, you were interested. In, you like dinosaurs. You saw Jurassic Park. Did you? Was it something that you kind of stayed into because you mentioned your brother was into it? Um, how many people have seen The Lost World or saw it in theaters? All right, we got. We still got a couple people. We're still, we're still going strong. Uh, did you see that in the theaters as well, too?
1: Yeah, I definitely saw that. Like, so I just rewatched it too. So that was interesting. But like, so I definitely saw it in the theater. But I was probably like eighteen or nineteen at that point. So like, I remember reading the book, and I think it, that was a really tough situation in general because it was like, Jurassic Park was so good, and. Your desire, and I think we're seeing that play out now in, in, in other things. Of like, once you have this expectation and this relationship with this thing, it's like, uh, it, it's really tough to follow up. Yeah, no, it, it, it's
0: hard to follow expectations, and I think, um, people are still asking this question. It's like, it's, it's funny because dinosaurs are so popular, everybody goes through a dinosaur phase. But it's like there's not as you'd think there'd be as many dinosaur movies as there are superhero movies and stuff like that. And I like wonder what it is that we haven't been able to like make it. You know, there was a period where westerns were super popular. It's like where's the dinosaur renaissance? Like it was it was there very briefly because in 1993 there was Jurassic Park, there was Carnosaur, there was We're Back, and there was Prehysteria. I don't know if you've seen any of those other like less than less than. Uh, not as good as Jurassic Park dinosaur movies.
1: I don't know, but I, I do think about that a lot. And like listening to your show, it's like, what do? It's like the last two movies have made so much money. Does that limit things, mm. or does it like give them a freedom? Because it's like, which which direction do you take it, and then how do you address the audience's expectations? It's like because there's people like me that it's like, oh, I still want to see a little bit of this theme park gone wrong idea play out. But then there's like, like how the last movie ended with the dinosaurs in our world, yeah. And then the whole idea of like, you know, species sharing space from two different time frames, Like yeah. There's so many ways. I mean, I wish you could get uh, the the everybody running Kathleen Kennedy and everyone yeah. like to to just take over Jurassic Park. And yeah, and do yeah. It. No, yeah, she's busy with Star Wars.
0: Yeah. Um, did you see Jurassic Park 3 in theaters?
1: Uh, I don't know, like, like, and it was such That's a, when it starts to trail huh, yeah, off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, this is another thing. I don't know if we talked about this, but like, the idea that Jurassic Park is a movie, in the, as an experience, as a movie, I think is important. Where I know Jurassic Park three, I probably have only seen it on like TNT or whatever in yeah. chunks on like holidays when it's like, oh, I can't take the. Okay, they're talking about <laughs> politics. All the adults are talking about politics. Let me go in this room with the kids. Yeah. What are you guys watching? Uh, and I think it's even Jurassic Park suffers from that because when I sat down and watched it, like as a film, I, I, I was like, "Whoa!" Like, like it, it took, it did really take me back. And then yeah. even the Lost World, I, I really uh, did enjoy it. I mean, it wasn't what I would have wanted in, sure, in a yeah. fantasy way, but like, uh, it, it it was fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. Wait, how many people saw Jurassic Park three in theaters? All right, well. We got we got one person. But I guess I, I just wanted to pull the first three movies. But when you rewatched it, like, what kind of? Because I'm sure, like, again, we live in this era where we're kind of like rewatching these movies from childhood, and kind of, it was so funny. My dad, uh, he was listening to some some podcast where they were like going back and watching all these like classic movies, and he was being like, "Man, they all sucked." And it was he, w- and then so he would like go and listen to be like, "Oh, was this your favorite movie when you were 13?" Like maybe I shouldn't trust this as like you know, the, the sort of nostalgic glasses kind of thing or whatever, but, um, you know, I think it just depends on the movie. But for you, like, when you were watching it again, what were the things that, like, stuck out to you? Or were you like, oh, my God, this lived up to it? Or or what were the things you were like, oh, I never noticed this before? You know, like, a, adult jokes in
1: a kid's movie kind of thing. I mean, I definitely didn't notice B.D. Wong. So I was like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> like, it, so that was, like, such a cool payoff. And I'm just to be Big B.D. Wong fan, so it was like I was like, what? I mean, so my brain was like, and then I rewatched *Fallen Kingdom*, so it was like that was a super cool, like,
0: yeah, it was, it was, it was funny when it's like, I mean, *Star Wars* has this thing where it was, you know, bringing back, you know, Carrie Fisher and, and Mark Hamill and stuff, and then when they made the new movies, they're like, we're going to bring back B.D. Wong, you know, <laughs> but I think it allowed them to create uh, a character, like, create a new character out of that but also is a kind of a connection to those movies that kind of feels like there's a history and stuff to it. And, and in the book, if, if you've read the Michael Creighton book, that character has a whole extra journey of like being bitter uh, against John Hammond for like kind of taking the credit for his work and stuff like that. But um, what were some other things like what was the, like the, the attack on the road, was that still
1: as like impactful or, or things like that? Yeah, I mean, when the gates opened, like that was like I had like a visceral reaction with the gates opening and the music, and, and like just like the welcome to direct, like all of that, like it's like oh, like like it it really did bring me back. Uh, I thought I, again, like the performances and even the casting, like that was so enjoyable to just watch like Laura Dern, like like watch them perform and 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 be like they really did in some sense they already had a diff- difficult task but like getting that cast was like lightning in a bottle like yeah you know, and just watching them perform uh the in the, the the child actors did a really good job um and then yeah like what seeing the care like i forgot that you're kind of seeing it through the character's eyes yeah. and experiencing it through them uh so i enjoyed that and then i kind of enjoyed how it's kind of like Laid out a little bit like a thriller and a horror movie yeah. in some
0: sense. Even even like a disaster in some sense. Yeah. It's like yeah. this impending doom. And it's interesting again, like learning more about the history of the film, like that Sir Richard Attenborough had like come out of retirement. Like he hadn't acted in like 10 or 15 years. Like he like that must have been as far as like Spielberg like pedigree, like him at the top of his game. Like somebody's willing to come out of retirement for your movie. Laura Dern had only been doing like David Lynch artsy films at that point and so it's weird because now because like growing up she was always Dr. Ellie Sattler to me and then you go back and watch like uh, like Blue Velvet or something I'm trying to think which other ones she's done Inland Empire well I guess Inland Empire came out later but it, it's just it like that was her kind of biggest mainstream thing at, at the time
1: yeah and she nailed it like yeah. like all the like yeah and, and I mean I thought the effects like I was able to suspend my disbelief again yeah. for, for the most part and, and and really go along for the ride. And, and then kind of the the themes, uh, yeah, it was I'll Just it was great. playing the music again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird how the special effects like weirdly still hold up. It's, I mean, I think watching it a lot, I think I do notice things, but it's not, it's almost like with, I think the Game of Thrones cup is like a really good example of something where nobody would have noticed it if people weren't already like, uh if if there wasn't if it wasn't already things that were like troubling them about going on. I think it's that thing where like if you look at any IMDb page, there every every big movie has like hundreds of bloopers. You know, you can see the strings on the Dilophosaurus when the fans come out. Like, you can see a hand literally on the back of one of the Raptors in the kitchen. Like, but I don't notice that stuff. I'm not paying attention because I'm so engrossed in the narrative. But then it's like everyone's like, "What are they doing to Danny?" And it's like, "Oh shit!" There's a coffee cup. So I think with like Jurassic Park is a good example of a film where like I never notice the mistakes, and and everything holds up for me because I uh, because the movie is so good. I'm not paying attention to
1: that stuff. Like it just sweeps you away. Yeah, Like right into the story.
0: Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not paying attention to. I'm trying to think of another blooper. Uh, I mean, even like the Brachiosaurus, like its head goes through that. I'm sorry if I'm ruining Jurassic Park, (laughs) by showing all these things that are like wrong with it, like the head going, like the CG going through the the tree. But um, did you, wait, did you, I'm trying to think. To follow up on that, um, I guess was there anything that maybe you, that didn't hold up for you, or that you were like, "Oh, that was weird. I never noticed that growing up." I mean, it, 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 like besides it, B.D. Wong, y-
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, like it was a, like I mean, viewing it through the current, like I was like, "Oh, there were some like problemat, problemat- problematic things," yeah. like, and I was like, "Man, like, uh, like it, like, like so." It was just like interesting seeing it through that way of like, "Oh, like things have changed about how people treat one another and yeah. stuff." um so that kind of like pulled me out of the story a little bit but just because i'm watching it from from this this current
0: moment and so you you said you watched you've
1: watched them all now at this point right yeah so in preparation (laughs) thank you i mean this is like so prepared i'm so appreciative i mean it's also like in preparation and frustration like it's like i watch like uh so you can get a free five or seven day stars uh uh, if you sign up and then cancel, like so, I saw, I watched uh, St- Stars. I watched uh, Jurassic Park and Lost World. They didn't have Jurassic Park three, and I was like, <laughs> so then I watched um, Fallen Kingdom. Nice.
0: Yeah, I, I figure we should talk about it now. Look, I got these slides for these. You know, just for a little visual <laughs> representation, but um, yeah. So the latest Jurassic Park came out about a year ago, uh, this June. Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. How many people have seen Fallen Kingdom? Oh, cool, awesome. Uh, I mean, we might have some spoilers and stuff, but hopefully, it'll just give you some context to play around with. But um, yeah, it was is the fifth film in the Jurassic Park franchise. What, it, what did you? And it brought back, you know, Jeff Goldblum, Ian Malcolm. Uh, which is exciting. Um, I guess, did you, when you were, go- like, because did you see it originally when it came out in the theaters or no?
1: Yeah, so I'm lucky enough, I have a 12 year old daughter, so now for me, the last two films, like, I've got to experience it through her eyes oh, cool. and my eyes, so it's really been, uh, it's really fun for me. Awesome. Did what, what are her thoughts on them? She loves the movies. Like, I definitely have like and this is only like like I have an extra challenge like I don't know if I'm jealous of Chris Pratt <laughs> I, I think it's just that like so so I definitely judge him with a much harsher tone than like like so like it almost my I guess it's jealousy let's be honest like uh so it's like like sometimes my suspension of disbelief like I'm a little too picky with him like like uh in his alphaness, yeah but uh yeah I mean I I think they're both really fun movies. Again, I'm kind of like obsessed a lot of times with the mechanics of what, w- how would you build a-, a Jurassic park? What could go wrong? Yeah. Uh, like, and just seeing what, like, and then how the choices are made. I think fallen kingdom was just really fun. And, and, and how it was like, it actually was interesting watching lost world and then fallen kingdom. Cause the, the, the way the story segments are laid out, is it, like a little bit similar.
0: Yeah. It unfolds in a similar way. It's, it's, Fallen Kingdom is is about rescuing the dinosaurs from from a volcano that's about to explode and destroy the park. And uh, I like I mean I'm wearing a it says save the dinos because that was what I liked about the film, kind of taking an environmental sort of you know animal saving stint, which I thought was like pretty original as far as like the sequels go, as far as the concept. I mean yeah they in Lost World they wanted to like leave them alone but in this movie they're like oh oh crap the island's being destroyed we have should we save them should we not and i like that idea of kind of kind of tying it to you know the what's going on in the world right now where it's like you know the jungles are being you know deforested and and stuff like that it's like what is our role in relation to the animals of the world and like should we save them or is it just kind of like that's how nature rolls so i kind of like i really like that stuff about fallen kingdom i mean literally blue cries the velociraptor cries in the movie and i'm like this is what i've always wanted i've wanted a dinosaur to cry cuz i
1: i love them so much i mean for me like because i was seeing it a second time like i was able to like lower down my like Chris Pratt jealousy vibe (laughs) and like all those intimate moments, like actually impacted me more the second time. I think also because it's like, sometimes when you watch one of these movies the second time, at least for me, I have less like story anxiety of like, Oh, where are they going with the story? What's going to happen? And I I don't know, I'm trying to un-puzzle it one step ahead of them. Uh, And and so watching it a second time, I was just able to kind of watch it a little bit more passively and again, enjoy like, I really enjoyed the per- performances in that movie too. Like it was really fun. Yeah. It's um, yeah. Fallen Kingdom. I think like
0: for, I liked Jurassic world when it came out, obviously like as somebody who has a dress court podcast, I'm invested in like having a kind of difficult, like and like opinion that sort of evolves depending on who I talk to. But Fallen Kingdom is the type of movie where it's like just such a fun ride. And, and I don't feel like any, like a, Like I don't feel apologetic about liking it. I'm like it. it, Like this weekend again is been going around the around the convention to other podcasters and like they. I heard you said *Fallen Kingdom* was the best *Jurassic Park*. I'm like since the original. Since the original. (laughs) Like don't get it twisted, but uh, I've had to I've had to present my case a few times. I'm like yeah, I really do. You know, I really do like this movie. Again, it's that environmental stuff, and I think they like. I think they figured out what people want. It's like, we really want to like, like, we love dinosaurs. Like, yes, we're afraid of them, but we also like them. It's like any kind of dangerous or any kind of of scary animal, like tigers and bears and whales and... You know, people have pit bulls that are dangerous, and but there's people who, like, put so much time and energy into saving them because there's something there that they, like, believe in. So I, I kind of feel like that about dinosaurs. It's like, if dinosaurs came back, I'd be like, cool, well, you know, I might get mauled, but also when my cat scratches me or bites me, I'm like, yeah, I deserve it, you know? <laughs> um, I was going to say, would you even... So, you know, Jurassic Park is destroyed at the end of Fallen Kingdom, but uh, if they reopened it, would you go? Would you be oh, like, hell yeah. sign yeah. me
1: up? Yeah, then? I would, like, be like... I'd be like, "Do you have the? What How much does behind the scenes tour cost? Like, <laughs> like, like I'd be saving my money because I would love to see it as an experience and then see the legit the logistics of it. Oh yeah. And then start to fantasize. Well, what if that? What what if the fourth fail safe fails? Like,
0: and you're there when it goes yeah. down and you get to be the hero. Yeah. Or would you be the hero? Or would you be eaten by a dinosaur?
1: I I probably like yeah. Be, I hope I wouldn't get stepped on. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't mind getting hit. Like, another cool thing is, like, it has volcanoes. Like, so I I would love to get, like, killed by a volcano. You get swallowed up when you're running away from the volcano. Yeah, or, like like, the lava, like... I think that would be a pretty quick way to go like getting overwhelmed by lava like yeah. if, as long as it's a big wave not a slope I guess no maybe it wouldn't be good yeah
0: but. you're just there's a dinosaur also getting swallowed up and you're both and it's just giving you a look of like
1: why us you know then we could have a moment like you're saying and we like hold one like comfort you're one like another. holding on to dinosaur, yeah, like yeah.
0: holding on to stegosaurus as you both get. in like I'm warm blooded like so it's like we like uh, yeah you have a bond yeah I think so wait yeah if Jurassic Park came back I mean dangers aside I mean how many people would actually go back I want to see some hands alright see look I'm not alone in this there's every almost everyone was raising their hand I'm not going to say everyone for the podcast later I'm like everyone raised their hand um But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, zoos and things like that are open and they have problems. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the size of the dinosaurs aren't are, are much bigger than anything that escapes from a zoo. But um, which you
1: know. what, what, like, if you had your choice between visiting Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, what would you visit? I mean, I think I would have to go with the OG. But I almost feel like
0: Jurassic World would be more like there's more to do, you know, like Jurassic world. Like I actually have like a recreation of the maps of both parks and it's like, you look at Jurassic world and you got Margaritaville, you have, <laughs> there's a Starbucks. So my little Starbucks phone thing would work when I go to Jurassic world, there's the Cretaceous cruise where you get to go like kayaking and stuff. Uh, you know, you get to see the Pteranodons and the Avery, um, you know, the T-Rex, Gallimamis Valley and the gyrosphere hamster balls. There's a lot to do. Whereas like, like, Jurassic World you'd want to split into 2 days whereas like Jurassic Park you probably get done in a day like like the Jurassic World is pretty spare i mean hammond said you know he's like basically there's going to be like it's kind of right now with like the new Star Wars like Galaxy's Edge they've got one ride open you're paying like hundreds of bucks to go on one ride and then pay to go build a lightsaber that's $200 yeah. that's Jurassic Park like one ride is online you're paying all this money you know five that 10,000 people will pay it um Whereas Jurassic World, like everything was like fully operational. You know, I'm gonna go with Jurassic World. I yeah, think yeah, I've convinced yeah. myself.
1: <laughs> Maybe get an annual pass, like a park
0: hopper Ooh, or something like. Oh my like. god! But to, like, you'd have to be. I wonder. I wonder if in that universe they invested on like like fast planes to like fly people down from like probably from like Dallas or Houston to like fly down to Costa Rica and then you take a
1: cruise ship over to the island. It's, yeah, is, so, like all inclusive, like yeah, with fl- like when you yeah, that would be that would decide the budget. I yeah, guess. yeah. Ugh.
0: That's what I want for Christmas is a pass to Jurassic (laughs) Park.
1: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle
0: down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. I kind of want to get into this fan fiction right now, if you want to get into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Also, I just wanted to show this picture of me when I was six years old. It was the Christmas after Jurassic Park came out. So it was me playing with the Visitor Center. Um, I'm shirtless. I don't know why. Uh, I guess that was my Christmas. Um, Also, I have uh, characters from Street Fighter, Street Fighter action (laughs) figures. So again, like your childhood, like mixing all the toys, you know, it's like, cool, I can have my Transformers visit Jurassic Park. It's fine. Um, yeah, what were,
1: what were some of your favorite uh, features of the the playset?
0: Well, the command center, the visitor center. It had uh, on in, If you look inside, if you look on the screen, there is like a lights and sounds thing. So it'd play like sound effects and things. Uh, I don't remember if they're from the movie or not, or if it's just like generic, like dinosaurs escaping. Uh, But if you notice too, there's tons of like breakaway parts, so it's like you could have the T-Rex come down and bite the side off. And I always just thought that was cool. And like the original toys uh, had a thing on them called like Dino Damage, where like you could literally pull out a piece of their skin, and their guts would be. It's like that's that seems so disturbing now, thinking about it. But that was like my childhood was like. And there was even one dinosaur, it was really horrifying, but it was like a medical set. I never got it as a kid. It was an Allosaurus that you could like pull its skin off, pull the ribcage out. It was like a full-on uh, operation um, and the leg off, and then it was like in this little hospital bed. It was very like, oh I don't know if it was like teaching, like, oh, I wanted to become a vet after playing with that toy.
1: Double dino damage. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, the dino damage was like the best part. And those toys were like considered really great back in the day, because they had real feel skin, Mm -hmm. which again, now thinking back seems a little disturbing. Um, But that was, so that was, that was when I was six. And then as I matured into a, uh, you know, very sweet 10 year old, I guess, I wrote this thing, um, which it's called Jurassic Park Hammond's Other Secret. It is... It is, um, I think it's, I believe it's 39 pages and it's 38 chapters, so I'm going full damn brown when I was 10 years old. Uh, Yes, 38 pages, 39 chapters. Um, It was, so it was written in 1997 um, when I was 10 years old. It was right after the second Jurassic, Lost World came out, so there was no JP3 yet to spoil my childhood memories. Um, And on the podcast early on, I basically had a lot of really awesome comedians and performers read this out loud in like parts. I just wanted to pause for a minute to remind you again of the murderers row of hilarious, amazing people who read my fan fiction back when I first started the podcast, Ali Ward, Saman Nathan, Luce Tomlin Brenner, Omar Najam, Christine Lakin, Stephanie Cook, Jackie Johnson, Kaylin Hempstead, and Mary Holland. So if you want to go back and hear their readings, I will put a link in the show notes. Basically after Uh, A few months of them reading the fan fiction, I compiled it all into one mega episode. That's really the definitive one that you're going to want to check out. So I'll put a link in the notes. And most of them were like, did your parents ever read this and see all the blood and violence you had it in? I'm like, I was just copying Michael Crichton in the movies. Uh, But there is, if you notice, here, let me undo it. This is very precious cargo here. I should actually probably scan it, but instead, I'm bringing it everywhere with me.
1: So, did, did you write it in your like your bedroom? At yeah, night? yeah. Wrote it in my
0: wrote it in my bedroom. Wrote it in school. Um, I have chapters. I have a dinosaurs in the book in order of appearance because that's really important. I have the characters um, and their job and as how many kids they have, which seemed very important <laughs> at the time, I guess. Um, and yeah, so. I mean, I don't. I'm gonna. Ha- I want. I want you to read parts of it, but you don't really need to know the context. It's everyone's flying to the island to go, I guess, see the dinosaurs, and then, you know, stuff happens, and then they get killed by dinosaurs or they kill dinosaurs. That's basically the. It's basically like me. Like it's like you were saying. It's like fan fiction is just you playing with your toys. This is literally just me playing with my toys, but writing it out. Um, and again, you feel free to make fun of or, uh, or point out the fact that I can spell dinosaurs' names correctly, but not simple words like boat or (laughs) things like that, so.
1: And is there one character when you were making this that you were kind of more identified with? I think I was, uh,
0: there's a character named Steve Cohn. I think that was me as a kid. That was my stand-in. Yeah. I think, yeah, Steve, Steve was me. That was like inserting myself into the narrative, you know, uh, along with all, my, all your other favorite Jurassic Park characters, like Nick Van Owen. Wait, no. Oh, yeah. Nick Van Owen, a.k.a. Vince Vaughn.
1: A- after we read this, could, could you like tell us your ideal cast for it? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Who would I cast today? Sure. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Are this you guys ready?
0: ready? Do you want to alternate or how do you want to do it? If, if you just want to read the first, okay. the prologue, and
1: then we can go from there. Two hikers, Johnny and Mike, were walking on an island, Isle Jannara. Is the <laughs> while, while they were hiking, Mike heard a noise. Mike said, what the, what the heck is that? John said, I'll go see. Johnny was walking the jun- walking in the jungle when he saw, saw it a weird creature with a sail on it. Then he realized it was a dinosaur because at home his son was a dinosaur whiz. But that wasn't important right now. He started to run, but it was too late. He felt as if his back was snapping. Oh, God. His back was snapping as he screamed. Then blackness. Mike heard him scream too, but then a growl. So Mike ran away and went back to his boat, <laughs> his <laughs> boat was named Boet's Boat, B-O-E, and sped off one, the letter. All
0: right, that was, that was amazing. Um, uh, yeah, it's, that was the thing of like, going back and having people read it, because again, it was a thing of like, you're reading it, and it was like, for the first time I was hearing it, it was like, Oh, this is violent. <laughs> oh. And it only gets more violent.
1: But you really ca back snapping is like a key of any horror, or thriller, movie. Yeah.
0: And yeah, I'm not saying like I'm like blaming the movies or the things that I watched as a kid, but it's it's almost like it's almost to say that like there's no I'm just I don't like it's just funny. This was as much of a rediscovery about my childhood self as it was as it was anything else. So I don't know. That's cool. Um and then if you so we'll skip ahead, everybody's going to the island, everyone's meeting, we're having all our classic characters come back, Dr. Ellie Sattler, you know, uh, Dr. Ellen Grant, we got John Hammond, we got the kids, Lex and Tim, you know, but we also have, you know, Nick Van Owen, we have uh, Nick Van Owen's brother, Robert Van Owen, we have Sarah Harding's, uh, you know, is played by Julian Moore, we have uh, uh, her brother, Josh Harding, so it's like a really big family affair. Oh yeah, if you want to read this, so it's again everyone's prepping to go to the island. I'm pretty much just rewriting Jurassic Park as a kid, but um, yeah, (laughs) this chapter is called Vehicles. But if you want to tell them how it's spelled,
1: this is definitely how I would spell it too: V H E I Vehicles. Is that a a noun? Vehicles. V H E I L C L E I can't even spell it. (laughs) L E C L E S Vehicles, right?
0: Look, when you're 10 years old and you're trying to sound it out. um, Yeah, if you wanted to
1: read that. Okay. Sparks flew everywhere. as workers were fixing and painting on the three brand new exploration land vehicles. Tinkering noises were heard. (laughs) Here and there. And Henry Perfed of the operation was shouting at every worker Jeff, do it right. Will, no, no. Put it crosswise. Ow. Ian Spare, Nick, oh, oh, ow, hi, Ian, Sarah, Nick, Ellie, Tim, how are you? Doing just fine, they said as a group. They said, I wish we had more time, though. I, w- oh, I wish we had more time, though, to test these things. Dad! Someone shouted. It was Kelly, Ian's 16-year-old daughter, who said, Can I come too?" Ow! Oh, those are other words. Ow, man, well said. <laughs> I had
0: additional noise. I don't know if I was planning to make this a new movie or something myself. but
1: This is bringing me back to Lost World now. Well, Ian said, all right... <laughs> Uh, I, I bet we won't even see dinos. Then Henry interrupted. Come on, we got to get to the plane. We got a plane to catch. We'll meet Hammond and Grant at the airports. It's really just kind of
0: like a, you know, like a all stars reunion sort of yeah, adventure. This is awesome. Um, yeah. Well, I, and I was gonna say, it, I mean, just to point it up, there's, I mean, no punctuation, no. <laughs> Just just the mind of a kid who probably should have been diagnosed with ADHD. So um, that's how we're gonna go about it. Um, I think we can just skip ahead to get to the action.
1: So we got the super so we have the super team.
0: Yeah, we have the super team. Everyone, the the plane crashes on the island. Everyone's kind of spread apart and just trying to get back to each other. It's again, it's this thing of like, you know, in fiction, there's so many coincidences. So this island is supposed to be in the middle of the, you know, it's the third island filled with dinosaurs. And everyone, like, it's now just like a party. Like, just people whizzing, wait, why is my brother here too? Like, it's the most coincidence of, it's like the Brady Bunch, but with dinosaurs.
1: And Isle Genara is like a, a third... A yeah, third. it's the third island.
0: So we have, so Sarah gets split up, Sarah Harding, as played by Julian Moore, uh, in this book. Um is on her own, and she's walking to try and find her way back to her friends.
1: Sarah was walking in the forest when she heard a growl and a snarl. She looked through the foliage. She saw three velociraptors tracking a juvenile T-Rex. She worries about it, so she runs into the clearing. and She shouted, hey, I killed your mama. The raptors start coming to her. She fired a missile at one of the raptors <laughs> It's it gets, close your eyes for this one. Its bottom torso exploded, guts and blood flew everywhere. One of the raptors ran away and another stayed. She ran. She ran too and grabbed its, its tail and dragged it. She got out her, she got out her sawed off shotgun and shot it a couple times. She punched it in a tar pit. Just before it sank into the ground, it bit her wooden leg, and it was made, th- that was made out of twigs and ace bands, ace bandages, and t- taped together in f- f- with some cloth. Then, but, then, but then the raptor snapped the twigs, and she fell on the ground. She started to pull it back, put, put it back together. After she put it back together, she felt herself getting. Lifted in the air, she looked down. It was the juvenile T-Rex. It smiled.
0: <laughs> that was exciting. I know. There's a lot happening. Oh yeah. There's one. One. I wasn't good with the page economy.
1: It, it smiled at her. It lets her down, and then it walks away. She stares in wonder. <laughs>
0: That's, yeah, in my mind as a kid, I'm just, like, hearing this, just scribbling. Um, yeah, I don't, again, it's so violent, and I have no idea where that came from. Don't feel it inside at all, in my heart at all. I mean, I, I I'm a it, pacifist,
1: you know, so. Like, it, like I think it's, like, I think this is interesting, like, from my perspective, like, seeing how you processed it, because it's, like, like, I think in this dinosaur story is like, stakes the violence is part of the stakes. Yeah. So so it's like, unfortunately it has to be violent. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh maybe because
0: my parents were going through a divorce. No, wait, that was like ten years. That was like when I was when I was a little kid, so that has nothing to do with it. You know, just try, just trying to figure out where it came from. Um, okay this chapter is called Blood. Uh, we're diving oh, in for some real shit
1: here. Hammond said, we've got to find them. They drove the land cruiser into a big field. I don't think we should be going in there, said Facundo. Push out, said Henry. As the side seat pushed out of the car, Facundo had his gun with him. He saw raptors come towards him. He fired several shots. Two raptors were down. They hit two raptors. Suddenly his remote sparked. Oh, man, said Facundo. Then a giant boulder appeared. Pull me in, said Facundo. I can't, said Henry. Take off your seatbelt. I can't, shouted Facundo. Frantically, all of a sudden...
0: (laughs) I'm so sorry. I
1: hope not to traumatize you doing this. Okay, he's in there. All of a sudden, he hit the boulder at 80 miles an hour. Blood flew everywhere, almost covering the whole cruiser. They stopped all that blood, said Henry. They just keep driving for a long time. They drove into a big, flat, grassy area and they saw the ceropods, ceropod m- 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 memac- memacus, dilop- dilopicus, and brachus. They were just lumbering around. One juvenile brachiosaurus was mad. It was just running around. Hammond accidentally pulled the trigger on his shotgun. <laughs> a bullet, th- a shot of bullet. The adult bracky started running towards their cruiser and it stepped on the cruiser. Let's move! shouted Henry. They jumped off the cruiser. It was crushed. And then a juvenile dip- dip-l- 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 stepped on Henry's foot. He screamed, Ah! That is beautiful. This <laughs> is tough. After uh, Dino Wars, are tough stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't.
0: It. It. Yeah, I don't know if I have any commentary on this <laughs> one. It's just very brutal. I like how they all drove away. They're just like this. Our buddy gets g- gets smashed by a boulder, and they're like,
1: "All right, let's move on." <laughs> I mean, this is very. You. You like. Uh, if they like reboot like Friday the Thirteenth, like you're very. You have very <laughs> creative ways of killing people. So. <laughs> That's that's
0: the one thing I'm taking away from all this. Um, I don't know. This chapter is is super silly. Uh, yeah, let's just dive into this one. Okay. So this is it's again. It's this idea of like for some reason all these like forces are converging on this island. There's no reason. It just happens.
1: We, like maybe this is like a deep. Maybe we're going on a journey of self-discovery right even now. Yes, like you're I think. finding your spiritual connection to the island. Yes, I think so. Carla. She was sailing in her speedboat to Isle Jannara. She complained to her servant, I wonder what that husband of mine is doing on this island. (laughs) I don't know, said the servant, whose name was Matt. (laughs) 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 Matt the servant (laughs) will be arriving soon. Where's the roads, Carla said. I believe this is a deserted island. Why would my husband go here, she asked wonderly. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll find out soon, said Matt. They were walking in the forest, when they came into a field. They saw a b- <laughs> 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 Just put, put yourself in Carla and Matt's shoes.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I think Carla would be played by Paris Hilton. Ooh. Um, and I think Matt, let's just have him be Matt Damon. Oh, cool. Just, just Matt Damon the Servant.
1: They're walking in a field, just, you know, biding their time. And then, oh no, I lost my spot.
0: It's probably really
1: hard to keep your spot because it is just a wall of text. (laughs) They came into a field. They saw a big boulder and a lot of blood. My husband! (laughs) Carla shouted as they ran up to a twisted body.
0: Oh, that's right. Facundo is her husband. Okay. She's Carla Facundo. And then, ah, yeah. It was missing
1: the head. Carlos was looking for it. This is where my true
0: crime interest came
1: from, I guess. Uh. She was looking for his head. Carlos was looking for it and she said, "Hey, it's his wallet." She said as she was stuffing it into her pocket. They went back into the forest and t- suddenly two salaphices jumped out of the bushes. Then Matt said, "Oh, we've got to go." He ran away out into the forest. Carla got out her handgun, but before she pulled the trigger, the Celos jumped on her. She screamed, Ah! She cried as a Celo tore her stomach open. Her intestines spilled out. She pulled the trigger of her gun. It hit a Celo in the head and it fell to the ground. The, uh, the other bit her face. She screamed in pain. Part, part of her face was gone. She, oh, Jesus. She ran into a stego herd. She startled the adults. They started swinging their tails. One hit her. The spike went right through her. The body was stuck on the tail. Then the copies jumped on the body, and still the stego shook hard. The body flew. It hit a tree, and the tree crushed it. 50 feet away a t-rex and her babies were just lying around <laughs> when a couple of copies flew into the nest and then the quickie got out and ran away Whew, was... <laughs> I tried to end light on that one yeah, yeah, but yeah. it didn't really
0: help at all um yeah, at this point, I think my friend Lucie, who was reading this for the podcast, she was. Oh no, you know who, who read this originally on the podcast it was Christine Lakin, um, who used to be on Step by Step. She, was, I worked with her for a while, and she read this, and she was like, well, oh, th- "Thanks for coming, Stephen. I uh, <laughs> think you should. This it's been great working with you, but uh, I think we're gonna have to part ways." No, uh,
1: yeah, that's a lot of. Scr- I mean, like, I guess if you're 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 a performer or actress, you're like, okay, well, at least I get to get, like die like in multiple like there's multiple killing blows well
0: I think it kind of prefigured Jurassic World you know where they uh it was Katie McGrath's character where she got picked up by a pteranodon thrown in the water then eaten by then then picked up again and then like was drowning and then eaten by a mosasaur I think I just I think we just realized where Colin Trevorrow's brain is at. it was he was very much in this mode of like a 10 year old when it came to to killing.
1: Are you sure this wasn't leaked, like, this wasn't leaked out? Like, you you might have, like, an IP claim. Yeah, i have,
0: like, uh, liturgy or something, (laughs) like, a legit claim to the Jurassic World script. Um, yeah, that was very, that was very violent.
1: It was awesome. I thought it was awesome. (laughs)
0: Um, I think maybe we'll do, like, one more part and then maybe open up to some questions and some other fun stuff. Um, let's, let's, let's get Ian Malcolm in here, you know? Um, yeah. So this is groups. So again, it's this thing, everyone's crisscrossing the island. It's like, hey, you're here. Hey, you're here. It's like running into somebody, like running into your friend from high school when you visit your hometown, <laughs> except this is on an island with dinosaurs.
1: All right, groups. Ian woke up. He was dizzy from the crash. He started pushing the Jeep up. up. He crawled out underneath the Jeep. His arm hurt bad. He looked at his arm. It was all bloody. He wiped it off. And then he ripped a piece of cloth off and tied it around his arm. Tight. Yeah. Then he started looking for Alan, Ellie, Tim, and Kelly. <laughs> he couldn't find Tim and Kelly. He was sad. He cried <laughs> he cried for a little bit.
0: Wait, really? Does yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, was cra- he was sad.
0: That, 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 uh, that at least shows a little bit of sensitivity. This That's gives
1: us some range for him, too. <laughs> he cried for a little bit. Then he started looking around around for Alan and Ellie. He found Alan all crumpled up in a corner next to the Jeep. Alan was waking up. He said in a shaky voice, Mommy? No, it's me, Ian. (laughs) Oh, said Ian. uh, Alan said, Come, let's look for Ellie, said Ian. Don't worry, I'm right here, Ellie said. Ian and Grant spun around. Where Ellie, there Ellie stood, her forehead was almost covered with blood. A small piece of glass, and a small piece of glass, she pulled it out. Blood gushed out of her. Head. <laughs> blood gushed out of her head. She quickly got out a bandage and put it on her head. Don't worry, I'm fine, Ellie said. Hammond and Henry were stopped in the road because of foliage. I like you. You really like foliage. Yeah. I know. Oh my God because uh, it's an important part of Jurassic Park. The foliage was moving around. Go outside, Henry, and see what it is, said Hammond. Do I have to, said Henry? Yes, said Hammond, and take a weapon, too. Henry got out a gun, and then he hopped out of the trailer and came clo- It's not going to be good, so just... Bulk- <laughs> I, 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 I can tell you. Got out of the trailer and came close to the bush. Still more leaves and bushes swayed. He fired a shot. He heard, a woman, he heard a woman's voice. Ow! Who fired that? She came out of the bush with two men. He recognized one of them. It was a mathem- mathematician named Michelle. It's good alliteration. I love it. It was like a mathematician named Michelle, who he just shot in the arm. <laughs> love at first sight here. Watch where your gun, watch where your gun, said one of the m- men. Are you with Ian Malcolm and Nick Van Owen, asked the other man. Yes, said Henry. Well, I'm Jay, and this is Michelle, and this is Robert, he said. Me and John Hammond are looking for him and his group, and right now, so just hop in the trailer, and we'll be right on our way. (laughs) Nobody got killed there.
0: I know, it's very sweet. I also just realized, too, reading this is very strange just because I faint at the sight of blood now as an adult, and I wonder... Maybe I was just like working through something here.
1: Yeah, this one was deep. Like, yeah. like, uh, yeah. Everyone, everyone has
0: a gun in this story, and everyone has knows how to bandage. You know, like I think, like if you were stuck in a trail and you hurt yourself, would you be able to like rip off cloth from your shirt in order to make a, in order to make a tourniquet or something?
1: i I'd, I'd just lie down and wait for the lava or the dinosaurs. <laughs> Be like, which dinosaur could kill me the quickest? Because like, I don't want to be in a Steven situation where my guts are ripped out, and then I'm in like on a dino horn, and then I'm rammed into a tree. <laughs> Maybe boulder death by boulder. I think I would pick that one. Yeah, that
0: seems to be pretty quick. Um, I just want to find one last dinosaur. Oh, I just saw the word missile launcher pop out of me, and I'm like, this is probably going yeah, to be. Yeah, this will be. Yeah, this this will be the good last one to end on. So Robert, Robert. Thank you, everybody, for indulging this.
1: This is is really good. (laughs) Robert. Robert volunteered to control the crane and missile launcher. They were driving for a while when they heard roars. Two T-Rex came, but Robert didn't know that. The Rexes came from both sides of the trailer. Robert was focused on his right. He was about to fire the missile when the Rex on the left grabbed Robert by the head and shook his body around and the others started towards the body. In the trailers, Ellie, Ian, Grant, Michelle, and Jay watched in horror as they fed on Robert. The dinos seemed n- not to not like the taste of Robert, so they <laughs> threw it at the trailer. <laughs> this is like whatever we had for lunch. Like Robert shattered against the back of the trailer. <laughs> Everybody started walking to the front of the trailer. It was a while when they got back to their, it was a while until they got back to their senses. Then Henry said, "There's a boulder, there's a boulder yard ahead of us, and we can't go into the forest, so we're going to stop." Ian, Michelle and Ellie ran to the front of the trailer. Ian said, "John, we have to stop. There's a boulder yard in front." He never finished his sentence. He looked in front of them a big boulder you like boulder yards eh like a big boulder yard was was only a few feet ahead of them let's move shouted john henry he and El- or he and ellie were lucky but ian and michelle weren't fast enough the trailer hit head on smashing the front of it to scrap metal pieces of glass and metal flew everywhere when the trailer stopped ian and michelle only, only suffered minor cuts Oh, a twist but, but Michelle had a small gash on her arm Ellie and Henry took the first aid kit and started patching up Ian and Michelle they had to find the, they had to find the boat quick because they didn't want <laughs> okay let's go back to the first aid kit and started patching Ian and Michelle up they had to find the boat quick because they don't want to die
0: they find the boat, that's the thing. Oh my gosh, give it a hand for Drew. That was fucking awesome. Great. It's a great ride. Um, yeah, I only wanted to, I mean, again, they find the boat, they go to the helicopter, they're just like, cool, we're rich now for some reason. Um, but I also, again, whatever was going on in my, I drew like a map of everything, of like where everything happens. Anyway, I, I highly suggest if you go back... I mean, how many... Any, did, I forget, did I ask this? Did anybody write fan fiction as a kid for anything? Okay. Yeah, a few of you. Okay. Like, it it really, for me, doing this has been such a trip of, like... Cause, or did anybody make, like, films with their, like, toys on, like, a little camera or something? Like, stuff like that, to me, it, it's nice to go back and look at that stuff because it just seems... Whether or not you actually, like... Can relate or not? It's just it, for me, because I, I don't. I don't normally look at like old pictures and stuff. I'm not somebody like nos- nostalgic in that way. But it's been very illuminating, I think, just to even step back in time a little bit. I don't know if there's anything like that that you've
1: done. I don't. I mean, I just love like. I, I mean, it was really fun to read it. But like, like thinking about like that, there's like this different level of suspension of disbelief in this different level. It's like as an adult, you kind of look at it like fandom or interest but it's like when you're a kid it's like you know it's not real but you're able to descend even deeper like into the story or into that world i mean i think it is a testament to like the book and the first movie that you know lesser le- lesser things like don't draw us in so deeply and and then i think on the other side of it it does add this difficulty in sequels or new new worlds because it's like We've already developed this, like, such a deep relationship, like, outside of the films. Like, I mean, I think that is, like, what's been tough, like, with Game of Thrones is, like, something similar to that. But, like, uh, I think it's so cool. I don't want to use the word purity, but it's, like, this, like, wonder. I guess that's the right word. Yeah. It's, like, this, it, it, I don't know. It really is breathtaking, like, to me. Like, it, 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 like, reminds me of why we all make things and, like, why we like podcasts.
0: Yeah. Just, it's just that kind of, uh, I don't think I was, when I was writing this as a kid, I don't think I was, like, thinking what people were going to think of it. near Especially not 22 years later, which is crazy. Um, I guess I want to just open it up if anybody has any, like, questions or just Jurassic Park thoughts or things like that. Yeah. Okay, so now that dinosaurs have been unleashed upon the world, what are your hopes for movie six? Yes, for Jurassic World 3. I, I hope... I, So there's an artist called, I think his name is Simon Stuhlberg or something. He does really awesome paleo art. All right. It's actually Simon Stalenhag. is a Swedish artist who creates some of my favorite modern paleo art. He's done more naturalistic stuff for the Swedish Museum of Natural History, but it's the more atmospheric art, the meeting between dinosaurs and man, that inspires me when thinking about what Jurassic World 3 could be like. You can see his artwork or you can follow him on social uh, on Twitter at Simon Stallenhag, on Instagram, Simon underscore Stalinhag, or you can go to www.SimonStalinhag.se. And it's just the kind of stuff where you just see like a dinosaur, like, um, like a, like a duckbill dinosaur kind of thing, like chilling on a farm, like on a ranch, or it's like those kind of things where it's like regular life, but then there just happens to be dinosaurs just like any other wild animal. I think of like Dinotopia, if anybody's familiar with that. Like To me, I'm like, that's where I'm hoping that they're heading. I don't think they're going to get quite as like... Because like Dinotopia was like steampunk Victorian dinosaur stuff, so I don't think it's going to be quite like that James Gurney stuff, but I'm hoping that like... I think people, I think I just want to see like life with dinosaurs as if it was normal or something like that. I don't think it'll be quite that way, but I hope there's going to be some like element of that. And then I think I just want to have all the original people come back. Cause like Laura Dern has like basically just every time she does an appearance, she's just like Jurassic Park, you know, and it's like Laura, you're coming back. Don't lie to us, you know. Uh, so that's kind of my two big hopes. Is there anything you've had any thoughts about Jurassic World 3 post? You know, Fallen Kingdom.
1: I mean, I, I guess like for me, it's like tough because it's like what would I want versus what's realistic. Like, I think it would be cool to see a version of it. I guess not the third one, but if there was like this extended Marvel style universe of, of like like uh, like Battle Royale, like <laughs> Escape from Las Vegas, where it's like they just drop people in there, like and that's where all the dinosaurs are. Oh my and, God! And it's like uh, like the dinosaurs have taken over Las Vegas. You see, I've, I'm still writing fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Like something kind of, like the right kind of, not ironic camp, but like true fun camp like yeah. style. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh,
0: they, I mean, that's where they were at the end of, and there's a Margaritaville in Vegas, so we know that they already have yeah, that yeah, connection, yeah. so they could just hole up and there's just people holed up in the Margaritaville in Vegas. It could be like
1: Thunderdome, Thunderdome or something, like Jimmy Buffett's the announcer, yeah, like tonight's like, Welcome
0: to Jurassicville, yeah. you know, or whatever. Um, it's funny, actually, uh, you know, I did this as part of the show and I have fan fiction when I was a little bit older, but it doesn't feel as like pure to me. But one of the ideas was I was obsessed with survivor in high school. So I was like, what if they had survivor Island, or like, you know, (laughs) it's like on an island, outlive, outlast, outplay or whatever the thing is. And then it's just with dinosaurs. Um, and that would be fun too. I would still watch that. Um, any other, Yes.
1: Uh, I think that the Velociraptor after kitchen scene from the original Jurassic Park is one of the great beats like, in cinematic history. It is like yes. one of the best things ever filmed. Am
0: I right? Yes, yes. you are correct. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's it's truly something that you see filmmakers. I mean, Steven Spielberg even kind of redid the scene in War of the Worlds, but it was with the alien like probe thing and stuff. So, I mean, it's just it's kids in peril, and it's that perfect balance where the also the kids are like perfectly. It, they're not overpowered, like, it's believable. Like, yeah. you you can really put your, like, as a kid, the idea of, like, pulling down the thing to, like, trick the raptors, like, that's something that as a kid you would have thought of. Like, I, I don't think, I think Jurassic Park is the perfect kid movie, or, like, the kids are perfect in the original because they're empowered, but they're not, like, overpowered. I think it, it, it still holds up, like, they're scared, but they manage to do things, you know. To make to survive
1: yeah and that um, scene you could totally put yourself like because like, i just watched it It was like I, you could feel your hands on the floor and everything like like and be like oh what which way should you go yeah, yeah. exactly
0: uh, i think we have to end but if there was one more one more quick question
1: so i found after reading the books that i thought that the dinosaurs were much more like animalistic they were treated much more as animals studied that way and i have the theory that in the third movie
0: when Dr. Alan Grant is speaking to the the students, he says, "What John Hammond created were genetically altered theme park
1: monsters, nothing more."
0: Perfectly quoted. I
1: think that that is like a callback to the filmmakers in the third one, saying the first two movies were kind of bullshit in the way they treated the dinosaurs. I don't know. What do you think about that? It's like
0: because they did, you know, they looked at the Velociraptors in the third one much more as like mothering, caring. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, I think there's an element of them trying to. You know Jurassic Park people like because there's the educational element of it that we you know we saw dinosaurs for the first time. So I think the sequels have kind of grappled with like literally the representation of dinosaurs (laughs) on screen. So I think that JP3 was like still figuring it out. Um, Yeah, they're they're still figuring it. I think that they also Grant was like suffering from PTSD uh, from surviving. I mean, literally dreaming of raptors. You know, so yeah, that's my thought. Um,
1: I'm not qualified to answer that question
0: (laughs) well I wanted to thank everyone for coming I really appreciate being here and sharing this adventure again give Drew sleep with me one last round of applause for his amazing read Um, uh, yeah thank you Uh, hold on to your butts life finds a way all that good stuff Um, and yeah if you want to say hi after I'll be right here so yeah thank you guys Thanks so much for listening. You can find the sleep with me podcast on wherever you download podcasts and you can follow Drew at Dearest Scooter on Twitter and Instagram, as well as his website by going to www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. And I just wanted to say again, a big thank you to Melissa and Leah and the rest of the amazing team at mischief management and Podex for putting on such a wonderful convention. Seriously. Uh, That weekend in Nashville was one of my favorite memories of 2019. It was such a blast getting to meet not only other podcasters, listeners, again, their whole team, everybody. It just felt like this really amazing little summer camp in the middle of Nashville. Uh, I'm really excited for next year. So if you either want to listen to other panels and stuff that I did or other people did or stay tuned for news for next year, you can follow them on social at Hey Podcast Con. So and again, just go to the website, either search pod uh, pod X or Hey Podcast Con. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can check it out. Follow because you'll definitely want to go next year. And of course, don't forget that this month's listener question is, what is your favorite Jurassic Park sequel and why? Call to tell me your favorite at 323-688-6969 or send me an email, cjurassicwright at gmail.com. Or you can always comment in one of the social posts that I make about this question. As always, follow Right on Instagram at cjurassicwright, Twitter at sjrpod, and join the Facebook group to keep up with the discussion uh, by searching C. Jurassic Podcast on Facebook. And follow me at Marie morris on all the things. I'll see you next week. I just want to like let this play out for a minute. <laughs> Uh, no, it's uh, Welcome to the C. Jurassic Right panel or pod, live podcast you know, whatever, whatever all, the, all the things that it's named um, I know, I'm just this is a, a woman named Stephanie Franciati. she's a really cool synth artist based out of uh, she was based out of Texas and now lives in New York but her like live she did a full on six minute cover of the John Williams theme and it just sounds like so good just like feeling it right now, you know no. Um, okay. Anyway, we could listen. We could listen to it all day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.